to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watched Season 4, Episode 15, Enter the Dragon. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, Regina grows impatient to get her revenge on Snow. She seeks out Maleficent, who is a shadow of her former self, self-medicating and unable to become the dragon. Regina convinces her to seek revenge on Briar Rose by destroying the happiness of her daughter Aurora on the eve of her wedding. They're caught by King Stefan and his men, but Regina's will to fight sparks Maleficent into her dragon form, allowing her to enact her revenge. In Storybrooke, Regina goes undercover with the Queens of Darkness. To earn their trust, Regina must kidnap Pinocchio so that they can extract information about the author. Emma urges Regina not to get in too deep, but thinking she can protect him, Regina goes along with it and discovers that Rumple is the dark magic that the queens are hiding. Roger, what do you think of this episode? Put it like this. I reserve the right to later put this in my top 10, but it's probably in my top 15 as of now. This had everything I like about this show. It had good intrigue. It had good villains. It had a good backstory. I feel like the characters positioned properly. Probably the only complaint I have with this is that this should have been done starting from 3B. I want a full season of this, not a half season. You? Yeah. Um, the flashback in this episode is great. And, and it ties even, in. It's even okay that it's like, because f- I feel like we've been kind of frustrated sometimes where it's like, oh, it feels like they like slotted this flashback in weirdly. And this one is slotted in between flashbacks we've seen before, but it fits. Yep. It makes sense. It actually fills in holes. Like, how did how did Philip become the Mogwai? Well, now we know. <laughs> it did you mentioned this, it did disprove your theory that she was just in love with Stefan. Like, I don't yeah. think that's the backstory at all. I, yeah, maybe they're still... It's interesting that they were able to give Maleficent depth with still not explaining why she hates them so much. I know, but you know she hates them. <laughs> um, hopefully oh. it's not because she's mad that she didn't get invited to the baby's birthday. <laughs> just like to point out, they've given her more depth in one flashback than we've gotten from Hook and two and a half seasons fair um Kristen Bauer von Stratton is an absolute delight like just absolute delight it's like they said hey be Zelina but be good yeah because like she has the same like same era dress they have that sisterly relationship and everything about it is so much better than the Zelina versus Regina thing like the dumb sister rivalry just isn't there like it's much more like oh you two like know each other like you can tell there's a connection there they're just great together on screen yeah i'm not really sure why they are dressing maleficent like that because like obviously the fairy tale is very old hmm. the movie is from the 50s like i just i'm not sure i mean i didn't know why they were just <laughs> zelina from is that her age well the wizard of oz came out in 1939 and sleeping beauty in 1951 Maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, clearly, it's a clearly 30s dress. Like, definitely 30s. They like that look on uh-huh. a woman who is an older villain. Yeah. I think she looks great. Um, and even the B plot in this episode is actually good. I liked it. What'd you call the B plot? The hook, well, the rumple hook bell stuff. Oh. Interesting. I did not call that the B plot, but you're right. It is the B plot. And yeah. that was good. That was very mm-hmm. good. Um, I think I have more notes for the Enchanted Forest, like, flashback plot than I usually have. Uh, well, I cared about this Yeah, flashback. I did too. So this, my complaint with a lot of the flashbacks, especially in Frozen season, was that it just didn't tell me anything I cared about. Mm-hmm. Like, it was either dumb, or it just filled in a piece that was like, who gives a shit? Like, the Bo Peep one, right? Like, do I, why do I care about this? Like, this, that's not pertinent information. This explained things. I was like, oh, oh. Oh, like it was, it was useful. There was value, and it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, it was also nice to see Rumple as the dark one, but kind of more in the background again. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, well, you know what? Fine. You want to go here? Go here. And then at the end, he's just back. But it's like that was a good use of him. I I thought Maleficent was fantastic in this flashback. Oh, agreed. Also, every time I get ang- like really, really angry about something, I think about. Her dragon flame burns so hot that there's one tree still on fire half a lifetime later. (laughs) That's inside. It's burning inside. I mean, I don't get really, really angry that often. I was going to say, you don't really have that kind of temper, though. Just because I don't, uh, you know, then blow dragon fire at people doesn't mean the anger is not there. Do you have that kind of anger, Chelsea? Sometimes. About some things. 
So here's what's funny. You know how I know you don't have that kind of anchor? What? Because people like me who really do have a temper wouldn't hesitate to go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in any case, it's a good line. Good it's line, a Rumpel. great line. It's also a great visual to see a burning tree in the oasis. And I say the oasis because we've been at this spot like three times already before. Oh, yeah. You know, it's... Uh, Lake Nostos? It's Lake Nostos. What was the other one you thought it was? Um... When we are going, like, the Korra battle. The Korra battle. Korra, Snow, Emma, Hook. That's Lake Nostos. Oh, well, then I'm thinking of the other one where Charming and them go to save Ruth. That's also Lake Nostos. So it's the same place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they just went right... Because one time they're going for restorative waters, and the other time they're going to make a portal. They just needed restorative waters for the portal? Yeah, because they needed the the water to... um, Well, it was... First, it was the ashes from the, the... the wardrobe. They had to That's ing- right. re re magicify it. Re magicify it <laughs> with the oh, waters of Lake Nostos. Speaking of magic, I feel like you need to narrate what you did during the flaming tree scene because you tried to science it. <laughs> I just was frustrated that her flame burns so hot that this tree is still on fire. Which, like, I understand. And I understand that the fire is magical. We have lots of eternal flames in all kinds of lore that burn forever. But the fuel of this fire is a tree. And if the fire is really that hot, the tree should have burned, like, immediately. Like, there should be no tree. It should have burnt the tree. There should be nothing left. And it was hot enough to burn away all of the other trees. So... You know, science. So, (laughs) I hear you. And I'm with you if this wasn't a show where I literally watched Regina reach into someone's heart, pull it out. it's fair. Split it in half like a Lego, and then pop it in them back and it woke them up. If it makes you feel any better, I did not mark that as the most ridiculous moment. Good. (laughs) Because my most ridiculous moment would have then been you marking that as a ridiculous yeah, that's moment. Alright, let's start in the Enchanted... Well, we already started talking about the yeah. Enchanted Forest, so let's keep going. I think there's a very important piece of info. Why did Cora have Maleficent spelled? Oh my god, that's a question I also have and we're never going to get the answer. But like, how did she get it? What is that background? I must know. I mean, like, Cora and Maleficent knowing each other would have been wild. Like, what did they do? Also, Maleficent is older than I thought she was. Yeah. Because, um, like, she and Regina look the same age. Obviously, they, like, ha- clearly have some, like, magical ability to make themselves look younger. Or yeah. at least Maleficent does. Um, but she's apparently quite a bit older than yeah. Regina. Yeah. I mean, she's... Uh, it looks like she is of Korra's generation. Yeah. And because Regina, who does a great job, whenever they do this, like, flashback to young Regina, she looks so much younger. Like... Current Regina Mills is a powerful, middle-aged woman who's, like, done this. And then you got young, innocent little, not schoolgirl, but, like, naive child who can barely throw a fireball. Like, it's just, she does a great job of flipping back She does. Forth. I mean, in the costuming, too. Like, even just the way they do her hair. Um, and obviously, she's not wearing, like, evil queen garb mm-hmm. yet. Um, and the way that she responds to people. Yep. Like, when she bumps into that person on the road. One, the queen of... This realm, which is apparently only a day's walk away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's not yet the queen? No, she's definitely the queen. She's the queen? Well, because Snow is, a, like, she mar- is married to the king, and Snow is riding horses. Like, they're married, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, she's not dressing like a queen. Well, she, and that's that's actually true in other flashbacks. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, very early flashbacks, like, when she's very early married to the king. But, like, someone stops her in the road and asks her a question, and she responds, like, all polite-like. Yeah. And I'm like, Regina, like, you would have just, like, eviscerated that person for deigning to speak to you. But, like, that's the thing. Like, much like Rumple, her body language is really good in how she yeah. just doesn't show that level of force and power. Like, you remember the scene in Shattered um, Glass when she's like, how did you wear that thing? And she's like, with the grace and elegance of a queen. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's the evil queen that we know, <laughs> totally. but she's not here. Well, and I also had a thought when she was... Um, kind of having that temper tantrum about Snow White's um, riding ribbons and she's like pulling them off the wall and I was like oh so like normal person or like childlike person having temper tantrum does that and Regina just like kills everybody like evil queen Regina just like kills the whole town because she's mad yeah I mean Rumpel's tantrums are to just bust everything up it's true also this is kind of an example of 
because I think you've had a question like, what is it that bothers me about the characters I don't like in this show? The good characters are good actors with like everything, their body language, their mm-hmm. intonations, the way that they convey power as opposed to weakness. Like, even without saying anything, Regina's really good at conveying that. And some of the other characters are just kind of like, eh. Like, they're just yeah. flat, you know? And, like, this scene is kind of like, a, oh, yeah, this is why I love Regina. Because she's really good at flipping back and forth here. Yeah. And so are the Queen's Darkness. Like, Maleficent looks disheveled and broken and beaten. And then when you kind of, like, see her perk back up, you're like, oh, I see it now. Well, and the really interesting thing about Maleficent is how subtle it is. Uh-huh. Because... She's fairly deadpan. Like, I don't want to say that she has, like, flat affect, because that's not true. She definitely has, like, a smugness to her, but she's not, like, explosive or, like, passionate like Regina is in the same way. She she seems dead inside. Yes. And so she seems very resigned, so her smugness is more or less, like, dry sarcasm. Yes, but even when she gets that fire back, it's it's also subtle. Like, she's still not, like you know, impassioned like Regina would be. I would say that she is white hot and Regina is red hot. Yeah, I think that's true. That's kind of how they're compromised. Like, Regina is very emotional, very passionate. Everything is, like, spur of the uh-huh. moment. Whereas, like, Maleficent, I think, is a little bit more cold, more calculating. You know, she, she'll she take longer, but when she burns, she burns. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, she does kind of, like, come out of her stupor a little bit uh, when she kind of charges at Regina and says, that Maleficent had a foul temper, and if you insulted her, she'd turn into a dragon and eat your flesh. It's a good thing for you. I already had breakfast. It very much reminded me of the Regina when she is talking to Ruby and Archie, and she kind of says, you're lucky I've changed. Uh It is very much a play on that. Like, the old Regina would have just killed you for daring to speak my business in the street, but I'm not that person anymore. It's like, oh, okay, that's a a nice Mm -hmm. little tie-in. Well, and I like, too, that it's a flashback about Maleficent, and we learn Mm -hmm. more about Maleficent, but it also kind of helps shape Regina's journey. Like, she learns something from this experience. I was not sure if Rumpel planned this or just got lucky. He seemed kind of, like, genuinely, like, not, I don't want to say surprised, but... Pleased. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think from his perspective, like, either it was going to work <laughs> and Re- Regina would, like, be inspired, or it wasn't, and she'd be like, well, clearly you're my only option. So, they, like, there's not really anything that could go wrong here other than, uh, I guess, Regina could be killed by King Stefan's men. Um, or Maleficent. Yeah. Um, there was some really cool musical elements when... Um, Maleficent turns back into the dragon. They pulled from the, like, Sleeping Beauty soundtrack. Mm. Um, I also like that she fails the first time to do that. Yep. So that was an interesting piece. What I will say was interesting about that scene, so the entire time Maleficent is clearly an evil witch. Even though she's drugged down, she's falling on a hard time, she's an evil witch. But when King Stefan shows up, he seems to be the villain. Oh, totally. Which is odd here because she is clearly the villain. But he is, like, her villain in her story. Yeah. And he's kind of a dick here. Totally. Like, he's like, oh, you've fallen on your... Or embarrassed yourself again. And you're like, oh, wait, are you the bad guy? Like, so it was very odd. Like, she's almost positioned as the hero of this story. But then she goes around to being the villain immediately. So you're like... It actually plays to Regina's point in... um, What is that one where they... Bleeding Through. Mm-hmm. where Emma's like, well, I thought we were the good guys. And it's like, it's never that easy. Like, quite yeah. frankly, there's some good and evil on both sides, which is, I guess, a theme of this season. Yeah. Well, we also don't know why uh, Maleficent burnt down this whole thing and yeah. made a tree turn on fire. I mean, I assume it has something to do with Briar Rose and Stefan, but, like, I don't, we don't, we still don't really know what happened. What did he do to her? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like, maybe he is the villain. I don't know. Uh, that would be wild. Well, and something's interesting that I noticed, because she fails the first time, and the second time, the uh, one, I, I don't want to say it's the reason that she succeeded, but Regina was in trouble. Yeah. And, like, that's when she was like able to Like a protective sister. A like, she didn't care yeah. about protecting herself, per se, but yeah. when she saw Regina was in trouble, then it, like, inspired her again. Yeah. Um, I kind of, you know what sucks? Because they've done that trope so much, I kind of don't want Stefan to have done something to her, because I don't want the sympathetic villain. Like mm. They've done that. Whereas, like, had they not killed that so many times, it'd be interesting to see if she's not in the wrong. Mm-hmm. But you had this stupid crap with what's her name from last season, and Zelina was supposed to be sympathetic for a little bit. So it's like you've done this so many fucking times now. I was like, this would actually be interesting. It's like, oh, so not only did the charming screw her, but also Stefan screwed her. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. Um, 
I if she were the actual mom, that would be wild. The actual mom. Like Aurora's actually her daughter. Whoa. That's why she's so pissed. Yeah, you 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 gotta be inviting mom to the birthday party. You, sometimes you don't get the birth invite. Yeah. Um and it seems like this whole experience has inspired Regina not just to kill Snow White, but death is too good for Snow White. I need to take away what she loves. Yeah, it feels like you see the Regina who's not just after the quick kill, though that contradicts with what we saw in Snow Falls or Snow Drifts. Snow Drifts. Because Regina ties her up and just decides to incinerate her. Yeah. So something's not right here. I mean, a lot of things happen in between the flashback in this episode and Snowdrifts. Yeah. So, like, I think maybe she's like, oh, my God, I've tried this so many times. And how does this magicless brat keep evading me? Sure. But we've seen, like, okay, after that, she goes back to the revenge thing. But for that moment in time, she decided, like, it's, it's no, inconsistent. Totally. Um, I also can't believe she put a sleeping curse on Snow White's horse. <laughs> Also, let's go back a little bit. Maleficent was drugging herself with a bit of the sleeping curse and some other potions, which is a fascinating use of a sleeping curse. Like, she's basically just self-medicating and drugging herself out, which I thought was like, god damn. Also, it shows her real, she's really good with potions. Yeah. Like, that is an expert level knowledge to be able to use enough just not to, like, basically keep yourself high, but not put yourself in a permanent curse. Though I'm surprised she didn't just want to go to sleep. Yeah. Well, and she clearly has not yet acquired Tiny Black Unicorn. So. No, I really would love an origin episode of Tiny Black Unicorn. Same. Um, Same. Also, Regina does a thing that I've been assuming that she's been doing, but now is confirmed. When she tells Maleficent, if someone as powerful as you can't get your revenge, what hope do I have? And I've said, I think she sees herself in Rumple, and that if Rumple can't get his happy ending, I can't get my happy ending. So I think she does do the compare herself to other people thing, yeah. and she confirmed that in this episode. Absolutely. Anything else on the flashback? Uh, I do love the line, I didn't expect you home so quick. How did you get here? On the back of a dragon. How else? (laughs) She says it so flippantly, and he's just like, hmm. Also, one of those things that, like, going back to our previous conversation, is like, you know what? She wrote on the back of a dragon. Unbreakable fire is just not all that ridiculous in this. It's uh, true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And uh, I have to point out, my wife doesn't watch this show. But of all the terrible things that Regina has done... This is probably the first time she's crossed the line. She killed a horse. Not killed. Well, what? Can horses experience true love? Yeah. Well, they can. Well, like, I don't think, we (laughs) talked about this. You don't actually have to experience it. The person who can wake you up just needs to experience it. Because Henry was dead. Okay. Can you, can you feel true love to a horse? I mean, We've acknowledged that true love in this show has many different forms and fan friendly. So, like, she could truly love that horse more than anything. It is also pretty meaningful. Like, Regina loves horses. Yeah. Um, she has, like, a connection to them. She even tries to use the heart of her oh, favorite yeah. horse as her, the thing she loves most. Her trusted steed. Yeah. I would also argue that, like, I think Hook's true love is actually the Jolly Roger. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I would see every pilot pirate's true love is the sea. But no, but I think it is that <laughs> ship that like obviously behind Emma. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that ship has a very special meaning. Mm-hmm. And I think he would, you know, not that it could be cursed, but you could argue that is one of his true loves. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's kind of like the point, like when Emma decides that he really cares about her, like he gave up his ship for her. Oh, yeah. It'd be great <laughs> if we'd have fucking seen I that. Know. But no, <laughs> I know. we had to do a dumbass flashback episode instead. All right, I'm good. That was a great flashback. That might be the best flashback we've gotten in a long time. Like a long time. I feel like there was another one that we liked a couple episodes ago. Maybe. Um, I mean, I'm not disagreeing that it was very, very good. We Um, liked the flashback where Belle gets kidnapped. That was fun. Yeah. I don't know of one that I would say was as good that I can think of. Yeah, okay, you're right. I think, I guess we've only, this is only the third, no, the Fourth. fourth episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it was just a really good backstory and did mm-hmm. what it needed to do. Okay. So we've got an A plot and a mm-hmm. B plot and Storybrooke. And a C plot. 
What's the C plot? Henry and Bell looking for the author. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought you meant by the yeah. B plot initially. So that would be the C um, plot. That's very small, but it is kind of sweet. I love how she brings him a donut. They've cl- they've cl- clearly got like a rapport going on here. Would you say she's being grandmotherly? Well, she didn't bring him a chocolate frosted donut, so she clearly doesn't know what his favorite <laughs> donut is. <laughs> is she divorced from Rumpel now? No. I feel like casting your husband out of town is an act of divorce. And she's dating another man. Well, and I guess as we've determined, they're also not like legally married because there was only one witness at their wedding. Ignoring the legality, <laughs> it feels like what she is saying. Like, either we're supposed to believe that she's a cheating hoe or she's saying we're divorced and done. I mean, it's very normal for people to be legally... or legally sure. separated and sure. to date other people. Okay, yeah, separated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're saying separated. the point is that the marriage is essentially over and now we're just yes. waiting for the finale. Like, yes. they're not together. Which means she is no longer his grandmother. That's true. But yeah. she still likes him. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, maybe we should start with the B-plot. B-plot being... Hook Bell. Rumple. Hook, hook. Whoa. What's, what's that name? Rook. Humple. <laughs> nope. Nope. Rook is fine. Rook. All right. Rook. That's also, um, <laughs> never, ever again, let's use the word humple. Um, <laughs> uh, Jameson Rook is a character from Castle. Hmm. So Rook is fine by me. Okay, great. That was a great twist. So great. Like, so one of the great. better twists they do in well, this Well, and I, the first time I watched it, I didn't know. Nope, not at all. Um, although now, every time I watch it, I know immediately. Because while Rumpel is very good at emulating Hook's, um, like, mannerisms, like, voice, like, wording, you can tell, like, he's, even though we have seen Hook be aggressive with Will, he's, like, aggressive in a way that, like, Hook wouldn't be. Um, and Hook. he's really soft with Belle, in a way. It's, it's the, so... Hook has a, like, a constant dashing quality to him. So even if he's snarky and aggressive, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a simmering rage. Mm -hmm. Rumpel is literally trying to contain his simmering rage. So that's why I was like, why the fuck does Hook want to beat the shit out of him so badly? And then I was like, oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because he does a great job of um, imitating Hook, but he can't contain those two pieces. He can't contain how soft he is with Belle, which should have been a sign to Belle that, like, you're not this soft with me. And I want to give her a little credit. She doesn't question specifically that, that, like, Hook might not be Hook, Mm -hmm. but she does pause Mm -hmm. before she hands over that dagger for a second. But she doesn't even consider that Hook is tricking her. Right. No, she doesn't. Which... But also, like... She does the thing that he says, and it doesn't work. So, yeah. like, I, I that was that was brilliant on Rumpel's part. Uh, we'll <laughs> talk about that in a second because I have questions. Okay, we argued about this before. I hear you in that like second chances and all, but you're gonna surrender the Dark One dagger yeah. to the person who hunted him down, stabbed him to death, tried to kill you on multiple occasions, and now you're just okay that if Rumpel does come back, now Hook controls him. Yeah, I mean, I will say... Um, Are you dumb? Yeah, no, I wrote, why would she give the dagger to Killian in, like, all capital letters? Um, Anyone else, I kind of get it, because you would trust them. I, I do understand from a... Um, I mean, I don't know why she wouldn't just, like, talk to Emma. <laughs> or, like... Regina. Yeah, like, you know. The charming. I, I understand why she wouldn't talk to Regina, maybe. But, like, yeah, the Charmings, Emma, like... Who else probably knows Rumpel better than Regina? That That's true. Realistically. Um... I do get uh, Killian is many things and maybe not trustworthy, but he also, and she does seem pretty concerned about Rumpel being controlled by others, specifically the Queens of Darkness, because she mentions that and her phrasing is really interesting because she says any one of them could control him or worse, use the dagger to kill him. She pauses for a really long time before she says, and become the Dark One herself. Um, Hook has never like shown interest in that at least he literally tried to kill rumple i I know that he's tried to kill rumple he's never shown interest in becoming the dark one himself like he actually actively doesn't want that sure but you can kill him with the dagger and then you become the dark one maybe no you do that's like how it works not if you kill him outside of storybrook sure 
which he now could do. That Well, he could leave, but then he couldn't come back, which he wouldn't do because Emma's uh, here. That's true. Um, but I, I'm not saying it was a good plan, but like there's, yeah. I like there is some, I can kind of understand why she might feel a little differently about Killian. Actually, at this point, people. we have never, you're bringing in knowledge we know later. He's actually never stated one way or the other whether he wants to be the Dark One or not. He's not actually stated anything about power or magic or anything that implies that he would have a problem with that. That's actually not a thing that he said. Robin said that he doesn't dabble in magic, but Hook has actually never said anything in that regards. In fact, we know he's okay using it because he uses his enchanted hook. I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, his whole re... I guess I guess it's mostly... Because he wants to travel to a land without magic so he can kill Rumple, But that's mostly because he doesn't think that he has the power to kill Rumple. Yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, realistically, considering what Rumple just did to Hook, we know that Hook is a man who lusts for revenge. You are literally handing him his revenge on a silver planter. Yeah. Um... It was also interesting when she does hand it over to him, like before when she hesitates, she says, this is my only protection. And like, from whom? Rumpel. She's afraid of him. She doesn't want him back. She's afraid of what he represents. Okay. Okay. She doesn't want him back. Because I I think Rumpel is a lot of things, but like he would not hurt her directly. I do think this show, though, is trying to position her as the victim. So they are trying to lean into the idea that he might hurt her out of revenge. Mm -hmm. I think they're definitely trying to cast him in that light. I think that, well, I mean, who knows? Because they can't seem to decide the Rumpel's characterization, but like he just wouldn't do that. (laughs) I don't think you want him to do that. At this point, I'm no longer sure what I believe anymore about what Rumpel is willing to do. I think he might hurt her. Like, I actually think we are supposed to believe he is such a villain now that he would do anything, including hurt Belle. Interesting. I mean, I think the whole point of Belle casting him out is that they are on opposing sides now. And if you are not on his side... Yeah, no, I guess that's true. Um... She also really should have been suspicious of the, like, Pirate's Oath situation. Oh, before we even get to that Pirate's Oath, I need answers to... He expertly does what he always does to people when he says, look, if you have a problem, just do this thing. And they accept it as, oh, that's a great idea. And then he smartly positions himself behind her. Yeah. And And then he gives her the phrase, and she says it. Now, here's my problem with this. I understand that literally that's what she said. But as we've talked about many a times, it is more or less the spirit. Mm-hmm. Because she got tricked by this before, right? When she said, like, well, protect me. And he said, yeah, I knew you were in trouble and I came in. And that's what gave her a hint. Like, you, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. So now what she really didn't mean was reveal yourself to me. Not yeah. just look me in the face from behind my head. It was very obvious what she was asking. And he does it. And that's when we all find out, like, oh, shit, that's Rumple. I think you're trying to science the dagger like I tried to science the brain No, no, no. This isn't science. <laughs> this is the rules of the dagger that yes. you have shown me. Yes, I understand that. <laughs> but but I feel like Once Upon a Time as a TV show yeah. asks you not to do that. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, because if that's the case, then yeah, there's so many other times I'm like, just like, when, what's your name? When Anna picks it up, I'm like, just poof it away real quick before she can do anything. Because she didn't say the command mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Um, all right, the pirate's oath. I feel like this is the very, like, <laughs> you should always be suspicious when someone asks you to do something and then they say, don't tell anyone, but, including me, ever again. But this is actually very in character for Hook. Yeah, so the thing that I wrote in addition to that, it is sort of in character and also the way that Belle responds to, like, his weird, like, hand placement, it's, like, very piratey. Pirates are, like, super superstitious. It's like, oh, yeah, we do, like, this stupid thing when we make an oath. And she's like, okay, weirdo. (laughs) Also, I'd like to point out that this man has tried to murder you three separate times. And you're okay with him just putting his hand on your chest? He actually puts his hook on her chest, which is... like i know that we're supposed to forget about the past and this show makes me ask weird questions about morality because i'm not even sure like what normal morality is in this show because like killing is just normal right like just regina murdered snow's mom and now they're kind of friends they're just over it was like in real life no one forgives you for murdering their parents that's just not a thing we just get over or Belle gets shot over the town line and they're just like, oh, we're friends now. That was a season and a half ago. 
So I don't really know, like, what is a normal thing that people stay angry about. Apparently losing one's child. That's, like, the line that you can't cross. Apparently. Or your true love. Yes. So your baby or your true love. But everything underneath that is pretty much forgivable. Forgivable. Unless you're Rumple. Yeah. That is not forgivable. Lying, by the way, is worse than all of those things. Um... I mean, I wasn't the only one who thought that. We pulled your wife. Yeah, my wife also said that in the scenario in which someone lied to her or killed her dog, or the killing the dog was worse. <laughs> I don't really know what that told me. So, killing dog, worst possible thing, then lying, then trying to kill her? What did you take out of that conclusion? Fair. Um, I also love that Rumpel could not help but needle Belle about her relationship with Will. Um, yep. And he, like, kind of tries to approach it, like, I'm Killian, so I'm going to be, like, polite about asking this question. Uh, I remembered what Belle says here differently than what she actually says. And what she actually says is kind of less terrible than what I remembered. I feel like what I remember her saying is, uh, (laughs) Will is simple. Oh, God! (laughs) Which... I mean, she's definitely saying, like, our relationship is less complex, which is not as bad as Will Will is is dumb. (laughs) Will is dumb, and that works for me. (laughs) I have to say, I really like the idea of Belle moving on, though, because I want Rumpel to move on. Mm -hmm. I I want them split apart. Like, they went from one of my favorite relationships to probably my least favorite relationship in the show at this point. Split them apart. Let Belle, move, let Belle become her own hero. Like, that is the thing that Belle it makes her different from the Belle and Beauty and the Beast. She mm-hmm. wants to be a hero. So then let her be, hell, go join the Merry Men. I don't give a fuck. Like, just no more rum Belle. That's, that's got to go away. And, like, Rumpel, I get no it. No more Rumpel? No more rum Belle. No Humpel and no rum Belle. No. We put those in the same box and we throw that bitch under the sea and no one but Ursula should find it. Um, mm-hmm. I literally put... The statement that she can never be over him probably gave him some hope. And then in quotation marks, I went, please no. Like, this is like when you mm-hmm. have that friend who has that girlfriend that everyone hates and you go, no. And you just like pull him back. No. No. I want to go on the show and grab Rumpel. Be like, no. The pain of him having to hear after Rumpel, it's so nice to spend time with someone who's nothing more than who he says he is. And like, he's literally tricking her in this scene. But that is, that to me is, I think, what is the most important part. He is doing the thing that she hates the most. Mm -hmm. So, and that's who you are, man. Like, Mm -hmm. you just got to accept that she likes the idea of you, but she doesn't actually like Rumpel. That's actually the point that I've accepted at this point. She doesn't like Rumpel for who he is. She likes him who he could be. But, like, that's dumb. Like, just go be with someone you actually like. Um, And also, he should go be with someone who actually likes him for who he is, whether that's Lacey or Cora or anyone else. Yeah, I mean, I think, I I agree, but I think there's an element of, which we see sometimes inconsistently, is that that's also not who Rumpel wants to be. Okay, I want to be (laughs) (laughs) 6'5". He does have control over this. You do not have control over being 6'5". See, the problem with that, and I think you don't understand the, the correlation, is that saying that someone has control over their ability to not be a coward or not lie is like saying that like you have the ability to just put your walls down and be emotionally available to every single person at all times. But that's not who people are. No, I, I do understand that. I'm just saying that he might not actually be happy with someone else that accepts him for who he is because that's not who he wants to be. I don't know. That now that's a good question. I'd love to see it play out on screen. Yeah, like we don't know because yeah. like we don't but but I think that that's like a possibility. Kind of like how Regina yeah thinks that like getting revenge will make her happy and then it never does or like cuz like just because you think something is going to make you happy does not mean that it will. He looked pretty genuinely happy with Cora. And he looked yeah. pretty genuinely no, he happy did. with Lacey. That's true. Now I but think he but will, in the end, he changes his mind about Lacey. Which I think would have been fine to do again, just a longer period of uh-huh. time. Like, give him someone who lets him be him. And then over time, he decides, like, actually, this is a mistake. This isn't the man of who I want to be. Because he even looked happy with Mila, actually. I misremember that flashback when I was like, oh, y'all actually look happy. Mm-hmm. So, there have been people who have accepted him for who he has been, but it's not Belle. Mm-hmm. All right. A plot. Probably should do the C plot and then the A plot. Do you have more to say about the C plot? I don't. 
Well, I think it's interesting that Henry is investigating the author. No one's helping him. Like, Belle helps him real quick. She she brings him a donut. <laughs> but, like, this is kind of the thing that everyone needs, and they're just asking the 10-year-old. I guess he's 12 by now, but maybe we should put some more firepower into this? Like, the Charmings, other than their little scheme, aren't doing jack shit right now. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting that they just let Henry walk around with this page. Yeah, but and no one... We got a lot of, like, no Archie, no Grant, no, nobody else is concerned with helping the boy. And I get that Henry's a brilliant boy, but, like, maybe we could speed up this process a little bit? Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, that's all I had to say about the C-plot. All right. So, after Snow asked her to, Regina agrees to go undercover with the Queens of Darkness. And she kind of just waltzes in. And is like, yeah, I just, I've just been playing along because, like, I, I wasn't getting anywhere being the villain, so I've just been pretending to be a hero. I, I feel like they could have done this scene better. Like, this should have been Regina going off and looking disheveled or angry and raged and letting them come to her because mm-hmm. this looked desperate. Like, she looked like she's approaching them. And anyone knows that, like, if you make it obvious that you're trying to approach them, they're going to be like, this looks shady as fuck. Also, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it, it was, like, dinner time at Granny's? No, and... they were closed. Oh, and they just let themselves in? Yep. Okay. And that was why Granny was pissed? I guess they probably are staying at the inn? Well, I don't think so, but if you actually look at the street, it's empty when Regina's walking through. Like, yeah, no... I guess that's true. Yeah, it's after. It's very late. Yeah, they let themselves in. All right. And remember, there's nobody on the road at night. That's why they're able to do all that. So we're supposed to believe that this entire thing happens after the town is shut down. Because apparently the town shuts down at sundown. Sure. Yeah. Um, Maleficent's teleportation powers are super cool. They don't look like anybody else's teleportation powers. Because it has a wavy effect. Yeah, it was really cool. And she... I like the, the... So it's actually very similar to the flashback where she uses it as... Almost the way Pan uses it, as a way to basically kind of chest bump you. Yeah. So she's sitting down, and then she teleports, and she's, like, right in Regina's face, and she's, like... It's like a flex. Uh-huh. <clears throat> totally. And then they make her play a game of Don't Be a Hero, which I feel like is a dumb game. It's dumb. I, I would have won this game instantly. Okay. <laughs> Bye, bitches. Who do you think would have broken? Don't know. We're going to find out, though. <laughs> I think... The person with the most most self-preservation is Cruella. The person who can't save the rest of them. Yeah, I don't know if she knows how to do that. Nope. But, I mean, like, Maleficent always looks like she's okay with dying. I mean, she wouldn't even die. Yeah. And Ursula, I don't know enough about her. I don't know if she has the ability to do that either. Could she grab the train with her tentacles and throw it off track? (laughs) You know more about Ursula than I do. The interesting part I liked about this scene was... um, that we see that Maleficent is defending Regina. Like, she thinks that Regina is, has the fire inside her. Um, And Cruella doesn't agree. It's an inversion of the flashback. Yes. It is now Maleficent trying to awaken that fire within Regina. Yeah. They convince me more, like, they are sisters, with, like, a true history and a true bond than Zelina and Regina. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, I feel like Snow and Charming are just idiots in this episode. <laughs> I'll, so they are idiots, but I at least appreciate their idiocy unlike Emma's because they're desperate. Like, everything they're doing in this episode is out of desperation. Like, you can even tell in their little, like, meeting in the woods. So the only thing you gained was property destruction. Like, it, there's just a hint of desperation mm-hmm. and fear so then yeah, like they thought that Regina was just gonna like talk to them for five minutes and come back and be like this is their plan and like this is how we're what we're gonna do but that's what someone who is desperate to get a situation resolved and they're just like why is it taking so long Whereas yeah. like someone who isn't so desperate is gonna have a little bit more patience which they normally would have but they're kind of freaking the fuck out yeah so their ADC is like oh that kind of makes sense yeah <laughs> Uh, they also did a really good job in the scene where they, like, encounter Regina after her, like, night of debauch. Yeah. She looks rough. Like, I've been rough. waiting for this. <laughs> Not as rough as I would like to see, like, as I said, when I wanted, like, Henry to show up and she was just... But she looks like a woman who was partying all night. Like, when you're our age and you think you can party like you in your 20s and then the next morning hits, you're like, oh! 
oh, this was a poor choice. I feel like she even, like, maybe she, like, screamed for a bit before filming these scenes, but, like, her voice sounds hoarse. Like, she's been, like, yelling, like... Well, I mean, you can make your voice. Well, of course, yeah. but like she, like she committed to like she did feeling rough. Yeah, she she sounds like somebody with a hangover. Yeah, she might have used a little magic on herself too. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, interestingly, charming refers to as it as one of my sheriff's cars. You did point that out. <laughs> I, I I mean I get it. He had to be the sheriff while Emma was gone, so it does make sense that they have two yeah. sheriffs because. Snow was the mayor, and who else would she appoint as deputy? I do like the... Uh, so, like, which one of them is the actual sheriff? It's a good question. Yeah. It's an excellent question. Um, so, it, interesting that, like, no one told Rumpel where they were. Because, like, Maleficent, Ursula, and Cruella, like, kind of show up. And he seems kind of surprised that they were talking to Regina. So I'm shocked that, like, they came up. Well, it actually is an interesting dynamic because Cruella and Ursula are idiots and do whatever Rumpel says. Maleficent has, like, her own plans going on here. And I'm not, like, there's there's definitely, like, a web of, like, intricacy happening in this this, uh, episode. In the confines of this episode, I, like, Regina seems to have convinced everyone of... Of what's going on. I don't know that... I I don't think Rumpel bought it, but... I think he knows better. Yeah. What I like about this is that I hate when shows do the thing where, like, okay, we're all villains, but we're going to act like we're heroes and all play nice with each other. Whereas in reality, when you put all bad guys together, they all have their own agenda. So they're mm-hmm. all kind of looking to screw each other, which, which means there's this, like, aura of tension. Mm-hmm. Because Corella kind of just in it to be cruel. And Maleficent's got her own agenda, and you know Rumpel's got his own agenda, and no one trusts Regina, so you've got, the, like you said, this, you mm-hmm. know. He, yeah. I mean, he, he does, heartbreak turned her into a monster once, and now her heart is broken anew, is like a reasonable, like, that's reasonable to think that. I agree that I think Rumpel should know better at this point. Like, he knows Regina. But, you gotta remember, his heart was just broken. Yeah. So it does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it actually does make sense. Um, Is that what you were about to say? Yeah. Uh, Also, where did Maleficent learn about aspirin or, like, how to be a human? She doesn't have cursed memories or anything. I think this is one of those things, much like the dagger and the eternal flame, you just gotta... I just gotta let it go. Well, she could also have cursed memories, too. Like, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, she was in Storybrooke during the whole curse. That's true. That's true. Also, it probably doesn't take... That much effort to go be like, hey, I got a hangover. What do I take for this? Yeah. Um, then they all meet up at the library. <laughs> One of the best lines of the season. You brought the entire charming softball team and their pirate mascot. <laughs> First off, I love her disdain in which she just always refers to Hook. Because, fuck him. Like, she has a level of hatred for Hook that I feel like Belle should also have. But she never misses an opportunity to take a shot at them. Also, fucking hilarious. Agreed. Why are these people so bad at incognito? From, okay. At, from season one, they're bad. Even just, like, backing it up for a second, like, that they didn't bring the whole charming softball team in the pirate mascot. Like, why would you choose to meet at the library? It's, like, literally in the middle of town. And it's the middle of the day. Like, people can see you. <laughs> And, like, do these people go to the library? No. Like, if you want to meet Belle at the library, like, fine. Like, I get you can't go to their loft or her office or Granny's, but, like, the library? You couldn't have gone in the tunnels? You could have actually all met underground from different ways in the tunnels, and then boom. Nope. We're gonna, I mean, it's probably just a film. Also, like, couldn't Regina just, like, talk to them through a mirror so they don't actually have to meet anywhere? Or cell phones? (laughs) We have, we have cell phones? Email? I mean, they, but their first meeting, they meet Regina out in the fucking open. I know. It's like, what are you doing? Did you guys not learn from your affair? Well, you... the first time they were out looking for Regina. She Even worse! <laughs> the fucking... This... Okay, that whole thing of them freaking out that Regina was missing was kind of like... Okay, I get why they were freaking out. Because they weren't really concerned about her. That's kind of the, like, fucked yeah. up part about this. Is that what they were concerned is like, oh, shit, she might fail. Yeah. Not Regina's going to get hurt. Which is fine. <laughs> Emma here just is not good. It doesn't make sense at all. She, like, wants to go undercover with her? 
Who's going to fucking buy you is well, evil? I feel like, yeah, I don't really understand. I'm not entirely sure that that's what she was okay. implying. Like, because I, based on the plan that they come up with, I think that she meant, like, I've got your back. I'm going to follow you, which also is kind of a terrible plan in a town that has, like, 25 cars. Um. <laughs> and also, the way she made it sound, she said, you know nothing about going undercover. I do. But she specifically made it sound like she's more qualified to go undercover. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe she meant, like, if I'm helping you, like, I can give you tips. But I don't, yeah, I I don't like how they, like, placed this at all. Like, it just doesn't, like, having her track Regina's phone, very smart. That's great like, idea. Great. It makes a lot of sense. She's the worst tail in the history of tails. She follows, yeah, like, so four close. feet behind. So close. The fuck? And there's only like 25 cars. Yeah. And, that's... okay, if you're going to use it, you know there are like three cars you can't use. Your bug, a sheriff car, and your daddy's truck. Yeah. And you use daddy's truck. Everyone knows that's his truck. Everyone. They could have used Rumpel's car. They could ask Belle. Like, I don't know. Anything. Come on. Um, does Belle even have a car? She drives Rumpel's car. Oh, does she? Yeah. She was driving it in this scene. Oh, with okay. Hook. Um... Yeah, but Regina did figure out what they want. They want to shift the entire balance so that hero villains win and heroes lose. They feel the only way to get their happy ending is to destroy yours. Good job of giving me a little bit of a tease, but I have no idea how they're going to do that. Same. Perfect level of like intrigue and mystery. I also, I feel like Rumpel, when they showed up, he uses a line that I was shocked about because he says, when war hits Storybrooke, everyone is going to have to pick a side. Are we like, going to get Storybrooke Civil War? Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Cool. I am in. Um, yeah. And then Maleficent decides to test Regina in a pretty all-out way. Uh, you want to prove to me you're the evil queen? I remember going there and steal that little boy. <laughs> That's dark. It is dark. Which again, I get it. Emma, what the fuck are you doing? She goes inside. She goes inside. And I do, this is definitely like a, I, I Emma's actions in this scene are insane. This is definitely a point where I think like, Regina, this might be too far. Like, the fact that Regina thinks that she can protect this little boy from three women who have magical powers is a lot. Um, why are you staring at me like that? Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, you got to defend your girl, because she is fucking everything. I, I have no defense. I think this is, a, it's terrible. Like, I understand the, the urge, like, yeah. this is too far, Regina. Like, it's, it's too far, and you can't do it. But, like, maybe you just continue following Regina's phone, like you're so, supposed to. So, here's the problem with that logic. If Regina doesn't do it, they will. If Regina... Oh, yeah, I know. So... Well, because so, she basically says, like, well, I'll fight my way out if they... You're better off with Regina being there doing the kidnapping than Maleficent just taking... Because they're going to take the boy. Right. No, that's a good point. So her plan was stupid either way to stop Regina from doing it. Like, it's too far. Well, they've already decided they're doing this. Also, it's like... Normally, a little boy would be scary. But, like, there's a little boy who was also already a grown man who's actually just wouldn't. Yeah. Eh, do what you need to do here. Like, it, time to handle business. He's not wooden anymore. He's a real boy. For now. <laughs> Until he does something that is selfish, cowardly, untrue. He has to be brave, true, and selfless. And, and unselfish, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a real boy with a twist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh. And also, again, going back to my previous point, like, because morality is so warped, I don't know where kidnapping a child falls in that this is too far. Yeah, I mean, I, I think mostly I was thinking from the perspective of, like, I don't, Regina is very powerful. I don't think she's more powerful than Maleficent, and she's definitely not more powerful than Maleficent, Cruella, and Ursula combined, even if Ursula and Cruella are kind of inept. <laughs> I don't actually believe Cruella is inept. I believe Ursula is inept. Cruella just isn't doing anything. There's a difference between not being able to yeah. and choosing no, not to do true. something. No, that's true. That's I think the bigger problem is that she didn't realize that Rumple is involved. Yeah, well, that's a, a problem. That's a much bigger problem. <laughs> because Rumple is more powerful than all of them witches combined. That scene is, like, I, I actually noticed something about Maleficent's movements when, like, Rumple shows up. 
and Regina discovers that, like, he's the thing that they're hiding, her, like, facial movements are almost, like, reptilian. Mm -hmm. Like, she, like, is a dragon. Um, And she looks smug all the time. They also, (laughs) even though they like taunting him, they do seem to have a healthy level of fear of Rumpel. Like, if you kind of, when he walks in, they kind of all seem to, like, their posture seems to drop a little bit. Hmm. I don't think that Maleficent is afraid of Rumpelstiltskin. Maybe not. I think that Cruella and Ursula are. Yeah. I mean, they should be. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the last time we saw them, though, he was choking Maleficent out. When? And when they kidnap Belle. Like, he has Maleficent by the throat. Uh-huh. So. And he, even in that scene, she's sort of like, meh. <laughs> because I think Maleficent doesn't care if she yeah. dies. <laughs> but I mean, like, the, the you know, normally, uh, like, they n- almost never step back in a way that I felt like they stepped back in that scene. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I also like that if you notice Regina's eyes went immediately to his dagger. Oh, yeah. Which I think she was like, how the fuck did you get that already? Yeah. Anything else before we talk about favorite moment? This might have snuck into the top ten. Yeah, it's a good episode. It might, it might have bumped the pilot down to eleven. Yeah, yeah, it's a good episode. Favorite moment? I've got two. I also have two. My first one is Maleficent turning into the dragon in general, which just always looks cool, yeah. um, but only after she discovers that like Regina is in trouble. So I have basically Regina just inspiring Maleficent mm-hmm. to remember who she truly is. And I put, I love them as friends. I just, I just, they just, they're a fun, yeah. give me 10 episodes of them being buddy cop, I'd be all in. Yep. It was great. Um, my second one is that truly amazing line. I said we needed to meet covertly and now I see you brought the entire Charming Softball team and their pirate mascot. Great line. Great line. Great line. Um, but Rumpel's entire deception of Belle was fucking magnificent. And using the man he hates the most to do it just seems like a cherry on top. it does. That's Um, a good point. I don't understand how he did it fully, but it was great. It was great. Loved it. Most ridiculous moment. I have one. Hmm. And it's not really a moment. It's... I... Go ahead. You go first. Um, One of my moments is the Charming's talking about an undercover plan out in the open. Covert is not any... They just make out in the street. (laughs) They just don't... They don't know. They don't know how to do it. And they do this a lot. Like when they're playing, when she's like, I should kill Cora. She just is standing out in the middle of the open, just announcing her plans to the world. It's like they don't understand that if you don't go somewhere, people might hear you. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, okay. This episode is awesome. Executed really well. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I love this. Regina is a terrible liar, and they sent Regina in to do undercover work. That is a terrible idea. She's a really bad liar. <laughs> she is a really bad liar. But you know what the problem, why I don't think that is ridiculous here? She doesn't say anything that's a lie. That's mostly true. What is she Like, if you think about it, all she does is say exactly how she really feels and implies her motivations are what they think it is. She does a rumple. She got her heart broken. Mm. She got screwed. She's tired of doing it the hero's way. Uh So she is looking for a shortcut herself. She's Mm -hmm. actually doing exactly what she says. They just assume it's because she's the evil queen and she wants to do something bad. She doesn't lie. She just lets you assume. She lets you fill in the blanks. That's the only reason why this lie works. Okay. That's a a fair point. But they... She's not going to be able to predict... She's not going to be able to answer every question that way like Rumpel does. She's not that good at it. She's a no. really bad liar. If Rumpel weren't here, though, it was fine. Yeah. The other three were not going to be able to suss that out. He will suss that mm-hmm. out. But her, they didn't know about the Rumpel factor, like truth be told. That that was just an unexpected twist. Yeah. But the plan to trick the Queens of Darkness, I mean, that ain't... I don't know. I, I, I see it. Emma, you are a fucking Bail Bonds person, and you don't understand how to both tail someone... Or stay the fuck out. I mean, like, what are you doing? I don't... And I do... I know, like, oftentimes in movies or TV, when someone is tailing someone, they do it closer than you normally would. Because you need to be able to see what they're doing. But this is... Like, she was, like, right behind them. And it's also not in a city where there's, like, (laughs) multiple cars. There's car A and car B. So stupid. Um, I know he was busy filming that terrible movie, but this would have been a great... Time to bring Graham back. Yeah. Just transform Emma into Graham. Boom. It's true. It's true. Like, oh, who's he? Oh, this is my, you know. It's a deputy. Well, and also, I think 
it would have been really interesting to hear Regina talk about Graham in front of Emma mm. and then have to kind of reveal the things she did to and with him. Because mm. she would have to convince the Queens of Darkness, like, oh, yeah, we go have city council meetings all the time and have <laughs> hotel. And you just see Emma like, what the fuck? Like, well, that could have been funny. That would have been funny. Agreed. Or confess, like, yeah, I may have killed him. <laughs> I maybe did that. I Oops. maybe did that. I got two losers. I have one. Is your loser Belle? Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you got tricked. You got tricked bad. Badly. And, and it, you did a dumb thing. It's just dumb. Very dumb It's thing. like you both got tricked and it was dumb even if you weren't getting tricked. It was just, it was dumb. Really dumb. <laughs> There's one more loser in this. August. Yeah, I almost chose August, but I actually kind of feel like him not being a little boy and turning into a man is better. Um, I mean, I, I know that he's probably more attractive now. Uh, yes, I definitely find <laughs> adult August more attractive than eight-year-old August. But being kidnapped is definitely a loss. No, that's that's really bad. Like, I, I think, like, because nothing has happened yet, I, like, am a little, like, I He don't got know. kidnapped. Yeah, like, all the bad shit is definitely going to happen in the next episode. <laughs> no, it, honestly, so he got both kidnapped and transformed back in front of Rumple, who you know is about to torture him. So you see the fear on okay, his face. Okay, that's fair. Like, I get that, like, yeah, that's some fair. more shit's coming. But some bad shit has already happened to him. And his dad got just put under a sleeping spell. Yeah. I got three winners. I also have three. I, I think they're probably the same. the same. Regina's one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she, despite the fact that I think Rumple doesn't believe her, like, she succeeded in this episode. She got the information she wanted. She now knows that Rumple is here. Which she might not be able to do anything about, but at least it's information that people need. Um, shit might be about to go down if she really is uh, here to protect August. Although, I, I'm not sure that she'll feel the same about protecting adult August as baby August. So here's my other question. Is it possible that Regina would be willing to let the villains succeed if it gets her happy ending? I don't think so. But I, I mean, maybe, yeah. but I think that she would feel bad about it and she wouldn't feel happy. I mean, it depends on what needs to be done. Yeah, I guess. Because technically, if we're just going to a happy ending, that's yeah. what they all want anyway. That's true. Like, is it worth her getting her happy ending to give the villains their happy ending as well? And also, they want to flip it. Yeah. So if they stop them, that means she may still be considered a villain. That's true. So she might have to agree with them. Yeah. So I have Regina. I got Maleficent. I mean, she gets her fire back. L figuratively and literally. She's, I guess, theoretically being tricked by Regina here. But, but she got everything that she wanted in this episode, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't 100%. know. And then, obviously. Um, Rumple. I mean, he tricked the fuck out of Belle. This Rumple and Belle is what I like. Like, them... So, like, this feels abusive if they're together. But they're not together. Yeah. So, great. This is a good use of, like, you naive little girl. Well, and... Um, it was clear that Regina was not part of Rumpel's plan, and he just rolls with it, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's fine. It's going to be fine. I think it's going to be interesting that I feel like Regina may put herself in a hook-like situation where she's like, oh, I can trick the Dark One, and he's going to flip that on its head. Like, if I were you, don't fuck around and find out, Regina. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not shocked we had the same three winners. Well, and also, I feel like the right people had the right amount of screen time here. Yeah, I think that's true. If it, I really didn't be like, oh, I wish I got to see more of them. I was like, no, I've, I've got everybody I needed here. This was... It's great. Well done. So next week we have Poor Unfortunate Soul. So it's an Ursula story. Oh, God. Um, I don't think I care for this episode that much. It's. I think it's fine. Um, <laughs> I think I will get some answers to some questions that I have, which is, well, one, I'm excited about August, just in general. I like August. He's interesting. I think I think it'll be interesting to hear, like, you were in a you were a child, and then you were an adult, and then you were a child, and now you're an adult. So, like, what the fuck? Is, you need some therapy, man. Um, and he's about to get tortured. That's bad. Um, <laughs> I want to know what August knows about the author, because he clearly knows something. He wrote author question mark on that picture of the door. Um... I want to know what Regina's going to have to do. Like, is she going to have to protect August in some way? Or is it going to be fine? Like, what's going to happen here? Mm -hmm. um, and the question that we already talked about that we're not going to get the answer to is, how do Corrin, the Corrin and Maleficent know each other? <laughs> I, I, the only thing I want to know is I want to know what Ursula is actually capable of. Uh-huh. 
Like, is she, that would be nice to know. I would like to know what the hell Hook and her backstory was. So you that, are going to get that information. So that's interesting to know because, wait, are we going to get a Hook backstory that doesn't involve Emma? Like yep. some actual knowledge about Hook? Mm-hmm. All right, maybe I'm a little bit more excited about this than I initially thought. I'd also like to get more info on the charming plot. We didn't get a lot of that here, which is fine. But I really want to know what the Charmings did to Maleficent's kid. I think that we're going to have to wait a bit for that. That's fine. But, like, this could be... I mean, they said lost her child. So I feel like when you make that statement about a woman who's pregnant, you are implying lost at childbirth. Did they cause a miscarriage? Or did, like, they... I don't know. Did they kill the kid? I don't know. Did they... This is some wild shit, because, I mean, they seemed very ashamed of this, so, like, they must have done something horrific. Yeah. Agreed. I need to know. That's, I like, my burning question. Ha! Ha! Burning question. Burning question. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 4, Episode 16, Poor Unfortunate Soul. And we will see you next time.